Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, 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 my friends. Hope you are magically well. It has been an eventful couple days here. I'm just going to tell you real quick what's been happening. So the day I would normally record this podcast, which is a Friday here, we had a power cut first thing in the morning, which meant I couldn't make my smoothie, which I'd already prepared for breakfast. I had a consultation and during that consultation, the power went out. That was when it actually went out. I was due to have my smoothie afterwards. And... uh, So we had to hotspot off my phone and had I known this was going to happen, I may have charged my laptop because not long after that, I did a Facebook Live inside our community and my power died. My laptop died, I mean. And then I had coaching calls later that day. I had this podcast scheduled to record. I had to improvise coaching off my phone. (sighs) It was a whole thing. The whole day. The power was out the entire day. which is so unusual for us. It doesn't normally happen. So very strange. So that happened. So we are recording a podcast on a Monday today, which to me just feels so weird. And I know you guys have no idea, but still (laughs) just keeping you up to date. And the other thing I was going to say is yesterday or the last two days, rather over the weekend, we had like a tropical cyclone storm come through and it was so windy yesterday my poor garden I have lots of beautiful flowers and a veggie garden got absolutely nailed and blown to smithereens and one of my friends who lives in an apartment complex shared a video on her Instagram of windows in the opposite apartment complex actually blowing out during the storm and dinghies like little dinghy rowboats flying up the road what And then all of a sudden it was just like gone and just disappeared and blue sky came out and it was just like beautiful and calm. So crazy. (laughs) And it's so funny, right? Because I'm recording this in February. It is, you know, mid-February now and that is meant to be the best month of the year. Like, what? (laughs) It's been a crazy month so far. So anyway... Hopefully we get our summer back and the sunshine comes back. And I know for all of my friends in the cooler parts of the world who have been experiencing a little bit of SADS, seasonal affective disorder, that the up and up is coming. Like you're over the hump now. You're on your way to spring. There is light. (laughs) So keep going. All right, my friends. Let's talk a little bit more about fear of failure and creating a fail plan. So fear shows up in many different forms and it's not just the fear of failing, but it's also things like the fear of what other people will think, fear of succeeding, right? Fear of how it will turn out, fear of getting it right, doing it the right way, right? Fear of what might happen, right? Fear of the unknown, not knowing what will happen. Fear of the worst case. 
fear of imperfection, right? And I know some of those overlap, but I wanted to break them down because they show up differently for different people. For some people, fear can seem almost debilitating, right? It can seem like it is holding them back. I have coached hundreds of clients on various versions of being afraid and feeling fear. And there are four main things that I want to share with you today and I want us to walk through to help you if you are experiencing fear and you are finding that it might be tripping you up or holding you back. Okay, so number one is understanding the fear, where it comes from, how it serves us, why it shows up. Number two is exploring the worst case. Number three is creating a fail plan. So deciding ahead of time what you will make it mean if you fail. And number four is calming your nervous system. Okay, so let's dive in, my friends. So first of all, once we understand our fear and how it has previously served us, it can be a little well, we can be a little more receptive and compassionate with ourselves when we show when it shows up. I think having the understanding and the awareness of it is very powerful. Okay. So I want you to think back to the caveman, cavewoman days, right? When fear was necessary for survival. So when you felt afraid, it usually meant danger. So for example, if you were out walking in the wilderness and you heard a rustling sound behind you, that feeling of fear was there to protect you from potentially being attacked by a wild animal. And when you hear that rustling, right, you'll usually go into the response of either, you know, fight, flight, freeze. Right. Your body would normally do one of those things. You'd either like run, you would either freeze in place or you'd get ready to fight. Right. Get a spear out or whatever you've got ready to fight. Now, back in those days, our fear was like an internal compass telling us which direction to go or not to go. It was literally necessary for our survival and our evolution. Now, I want you to fast forward thousands of years to today where we're living in houses with heating and cooling and we've got food in our cupboards, right? We no longer live out in the wild. And this primitive part of our brain is still wired to operate in that same way. So now the need for feeling fear is incredibly low. So unless we're walking down a dark alleyway in the middle of the night and we hear funny noises or we're being chased by a wild animal or a man with a knife, right? It's, it's very rare that we need to feel fear, okay? And it certainly isn't serving us the amount of times that we are experiencing it, okay? But our primitive, that primitive part of our brain who is producing that fear doesn't know that, right? Doesn't see that. That part of our brain is simply doing its job the way it's wired to do it. Okay. Now, thankfully, we also have the logical part of our brain, right? The part of our brain that is more thinking and rational, right? The part that can see that we aren't in physical danger and can override that primitive desire 
to go into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Okay. So (laughs) all of that, my friends, to say that the fear is not going away, right? It is literally a part of your brain. It's like a feature in your brain. It's always going to be there. It's going to show up regardless of the amount of personal development work you do, right? I I know coaches and I know people who are making millions of dollars, right? I know people who who are out there doing really big, bold, crazy, amazing things with their lives. And they, they all talk about being afraid. They all talk about experiencing fear, right? When you keep showing up in your life in a bigger and bolder way, when you are setting big, bold goals, you will keep feeling fear, right? When you want to live a life outside of the box, you will feel fear, right? And this is such a beautiful thing, my friend, because it means you are willing to get outside your comfort zone. It means you are willing to make your dreams come to life. Yes. (laughs) I feel like saying, can I get a hell yes? (laughs) Yeah, right. So let's walk through an example and see some of this fear in action. So when I decided Um, I'm trying to think how many years back it was, like a few years back now, when I decided to sell my house, to travel solo for six months, all through South and Central America, to quit my really good job and go all in on my dreams and build my own business, I was afraid on many levels. I was afraid of what people would think, right? Oh, why is she selling her house? That's a terrible decision. Um, Why is she leaving her job? Terrible decision, right? All of these things right? Who does she think she is? What is she doing? I was afraid of what people would think. I really was, right? I was afraid of all the judgments I would receive about my decisions and what I was doing. I was afraid of it not working out. I was afraid of my business failing. I was afraid of people might, of what people may think or say if it failed, right? I was also afraid of not giving 100% to make it work, I was afraid of not hitting the goals I set. I was also afraid of investing in myself and paying for what felt like at the time a substantial amount of money for coaching and business programs. Right? That's just a few off the top of my head, but my friends, I am sure there are plenty more. (laughs) Now, my primal brain saw all of that fear as like life or death. Like that's it, black and white. It's either life or it's death. right? And experiencing that much fear surely meant that I was in danger. And therefore, I should stop what I was doing immediately and go back to the comfortable safety of a job and a house, right? Like that's what my brain was trying to tell me. Now, thankfully, I knew I could be afraid and keep going. I was able to use my fear as a compass as to which direction to go instead of which direction to avoid, which direction to go, right? Like that fear was like fuel. Knowing I can be afraid and that I'm doing something meaningful, that I'm doing something I truly want with my life, right? I was able to use the logical part of my brain to calm me down and help me process the fear whilst still taking action, while still doing it, making it happen, right? I didn't use that fear as a reason to go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, 
right? I've focused on calming my nervous system, which we'll talk about in a minute, in taking action whilst reminding myself over and over and over again, I'm safe. I'm not in physical danger. I am okay, right? All right. Next, let's talk about exploring the worst case scenario. My friends, when you are afraid, it is really important that you actually pause and allow yourself to go to the worst case. Okay. So often we try to hide from it and tell ourselves it's not going to happen. It's all going to be fine. (laughs) When really internally, we are freaking the fuck out about what if it does happen. Right. And I guarantee you, this is the best bit. I guarantee you that your brain is making it out to be way worse than it actually would be if it happened. All right. So allow yourself to go all the way there and explore it. What is the worst case? If that happens, will I be okay? What will I do? Okay. So I'll give you an example. In leaving my job and building my own business, right? What if it didn't work, right? What if my business didn't make any money and I ran out of all of my savings? Then the worst case scenario would really be that I ended up getting another job, right? I would end up working for somebody else again, perhaps working in nine to five. Now, here's a little trick, my friends. The worst case is never what actually happens, It's what you would make it mean about yourself if that was to happen. So the worst case, initially my brain's going to say, well, the worst case is I have to go and get a nine to five job and work for somebody else again, right? But what would I have made it mean about myself? I would probably have made it mean that I had failed, that my business couldn't succeed and that I couldn't make it working for myself, right? Ouch. (laughs) ouch, I would have made it mean a bunch of mean things about me. I couldn't do it. I didn't have what it takes. All of those kinds of things. Now, here is where you get to decide if you want to keep the story, right? Did I want to keep that story? Because if that was to happen, I could have also made it mean that it was just going to take longer than I had initially thought. I had simply got the timeline wrong. So what I could do is I could either support my business with a part-time or full-time job whilst continuing to grow it. Right now that story, that version of what I would make it mean doesn't sting nearly as much as the first one. Okay. So let's do this on another example. What's the worst case when you start dating? Right. Most people will say being rejected. Now being rejected isn't a problem until you make it mean something about yourself. What would you make it mean about yourself if you experienced rejection? And do you want to keep that story? Because my guess is that you don't. Okay. Which brings me into creating a fail plan. Okay. That's my right. That's right, my friends. Creating a fail plan. Planning for failure ahead of time. So that... Your brain can basically take a deep breath and stop putting so much energy on being afraid and freaking the fuck out. Okay. So if you've worked with me or maybe even downloaded some of my free content, you may have come across fail plans before. 
This is a process that we work through when you are making a change in your life or working towards a goal, right? Especially if there is a worst case that you are afraid of. So here are the steps. I'm going to walk you through the steps. Now you may want to write these down if you have pen and paper around you or take a note of the time on the podcast and come back and listen to this portion again so that you can write them down at a later date. Okay. Just a suggestion, my friends. So number one, what are your thoughts about failure? Look at that. Like, what do you think about failure? Not to what, what other people say or what you've heard. What do you actually think about failure? Number two, what do you make it mean about yourself if or when you are to fail, right? What would you normally make that mean? Number three, what else could you make failure mean, right? So it's like on default, what would you make it mean? But then on purpose, what else could you make it mean, right? Number four, are you willing to fail on your way to achieving this? Why or why not? And number five, my favorite question, decide now what you will make it mean about yourself if and when you fail. Because my friends, we are guaranteed to fail on the road to achieving what we want, on the road to success. Like things aren't always going to happen the way we want them to happen. There will be failures. There will be fuck ups. Right. So fuck up because you automatically level up every time it happens. <laughs> Don't forget that. So decide now what you're going to make it mean when that happens. OK. Now, number four, calming your nervous system. When we are afraid, our body is on a high alert. So it's basically out there searching for danger. Right. So it's like that wide eyed kind of scanning, looking around for danger. Now, as we explored earlier, that did serve us thousands of years ago. But today, when you're sitting in your warm, cozy and safe house, simply thinking about doing something, taking action, that bear is not helping. It's not so useful. Okay. So our body is in the state of high alert and we, we may experience like a tense feeling or a rapid heart rate, maybe some sweaty palms, right? Now, this is where having your own back comes in, because once we understand why our brain is operating in this way and why our body is responding the way it is, we can see we aren't in physical danger and we are able to calm ourselves. OK, now I like to do this by self-coaching or getting coached. Also by journaling, by exploring what my brain is telling me and getting it out of my brain onto a piece of paper to look at it and question it, right? Often my brain will say things like, this is a terrible idea. I don't want to do it. What will people think, right? And then I've got that opportunity to show my brain, hey, it's not life or death. I'm safe. I'm okay. We're okay, right? It's that ability to offer myself compassion whilst being courageous and taking action with that fear next to me, right? It's like me and the fear are doing it together. I don't want to be tied to the fear, but I am. That's okay, right? 
Let's talk about public speaking as an example for a minute. When we are going to speak in public, we will experience fear before, during, and after the actual event. And I think it's really important that we plan for and support ourselves during all three stages, right? Before, during, and after. Now, especially the after, because after is where your brain is really going to try and beat you up. It will tell you all of the shoulds, right? You should have done this. You should have said this, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Again, right? This is where deciding ahead of time what you will tell yourself after the public speaking, after the event is so powerful, right? I will have my clients decide how do you want to feel after this is gone down, regardless of how it goes, how do you want to feel, right? If you're going on a date for the first time and say, you know, five, 10 years and you're scared and you're afraid and you're doing it anyway, like, how do you want to feel afterwards? And often they'll say proud, like, I just want to feel proud that I did it right? Yes. Regardless of how it goes, you get to feel proud. Now, what are you going to tell yourself after the event to remind yourself to feel proud? Okay. Now our brain has so much of this kind of like default wiring that it's going to probably try and go straight to the beating you up, but you don't, yes, it'll go there and you get to redirect it and say, okay, hang on. What was I going to remind myself? Oh, that's right. I did it. And I get to feel proud because I fucking did it. And I was afraid and I did it anyway. Right. I also want to just briefly mention past trauma here too, because if you have fear that is related to a past trauma, then learning to calm your nervous system will be really powerful to help you with taking action whilst being afraid. Okay. Now, Fear is only debilitating when we listen to that primal part of our brain that is telling us it is life or death. Fear isn't a reason not to take action towards what you want. It's simply showing you the way. Yes, it is uncomfortable as fuck. And remember, uncomfortable isn't a reason not to. Right? Discomfort is the currency of our dreams. If you want some help navigating your fear, I would love to help you, my friend. Reach out to me or book a consult via my website. Okay. Huge love to you all. Go out there and be afraid this week. Because the fact that you are afraid means that you are out there doing something that is important to you. All right. Huge love. Take care. And I will see you same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Hey. If you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy, and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com, that's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com and book your free call today.